can Everton beat Arsenal? Kazooie can. Only people in the UK will get that. What an absolute shit show. An embarrassment. Only two players from that game can hold their head high. Odegaard and Tyranny. That's it. Anyway, I'm angry. I think Stan's angry. Are you angry, Stan? Yeah, I'm, I am angry. Where where do we even begin with absolute nonsense? I'm trying not to swear. Swear if you want. Where do we begin with nonsense like that? It's, it's an embarrassment, isn't it? Well, I know usually on these things that you go from the line-up and through the game, but, you know, it's um, it was only really a few minutes ago that the game ended, and yeah. I, I'm still in disbelief of what I saw right at the very end of the game. I mean, that launched me off of the sofa, and I put a bad back, you know. I really thought at the end there that we were going to save our blushes because it was a good move with Eddie uh, running with the ball, and then he passes it out to Aubameyang, and... You know, as I tweeted out, that was just the, the, the cherry on top of a very shitty cake of an afternoon. I mean, I mean, they, they warned us, right? You know, they came knocking a couple of times and VAR was kind to us. You know, we were very lucky and I felt that we were riding our luck through most of that game. And we just didn't heed the warning. Very annoying, just making sure everything's working. Right, that's got a little bit of our anger out. Let's say hello to some of the people in the chat. Ray Anderson, guess we lost 2-1. None of Arsenal strikers are scoring and lots of numbers. Hashtag Arteta out. Dean Stanley, Everton fan, dead to me. He, 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 he. Um, Antonio Felicone, that sounds like a film name, could have been 5-1. That lot was some poor, that was some poor football. Jack Armstrong, feel a bit sick after that. Also predictable. Not sure why Jack was still on the field after his card. If he hadn't got that card, he'd have put a tackle in and stopped that bloke running through. Um, who was it? Who did the, the ball through to um, Damari Gray? Someone put the ball through to him, didn't they? Whoever that yeah, was. I can't remember who it was. Centre of midfield. Jack would have taken him out if he wasn't on a yellow. Anyway, any other player in that position without, without a card can take the foul and stop. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I stopped reading Jack's message to say what the rest of Jack's message said. Formerly Noza, I called 2-1 Everton. Sadly, I got it right. And lots of numbers. And Ketio Clueless, missing from 30 centimetres from the goalpost. It, it makes a bummy look like he knows what he's doing. And, uh, and Anthony, Jacques Alol, uh, Dean Stanley, uh, Rafa needed that. Elliot Harris, some new names here. If you're new, give it a thumbs up. Possibly subscribe if you want more. Jacques is officially the worst player I've seen in an Arsenal shirt since Stefan. Do you reckon him in Stefan Moles or Stefan Schwartz? Can't be Stefan Schwartz. He was not bad for us. <laughs> Hopefully not. Elliot again, Jacques is. Oh, he's read that oh, one. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Schwartz. He was. He did say Stefan Schwartz. Stefan Schwartz. Elliot, go put your head in a bin. Well, he gets back for us. I suppose that was naughty. He's a uh, Swartz is brilliant. I mean, if you're going to make a list of the top ten worst players ever for Arsenal in Premier League history, neither Xhaka nor Schwartz would make it anywhere near that top ten. Madness. Uh, Neudran, you've got to love the when Xhaka returns brigade. <laughs> Richard Garrett, that was horrific. Anthony again, Xhaka running to catch Gordon was pitiful. Then he does the trusted Xhaka chicken dance to get booked. <laughs> and no pressure for on Arteta for results from the Cronkies. Easiest club to be manager in the Premier League. Never going to be sacked. Absolute joke. Oscar Arias, where do we go from here? 
Where do we go, Stan? Home. Up or down? <laughs> What's it? West Ham next, isn't it? Yes. That's, that'll be that'll be a um, an interesting game for for West Ham fans. Yeah, we're playing. No, no, it's Southampton next Premier League on oh, Saturday. Yeah, it's West Ham after that. I keep forgetting that today's bloody Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, Monday. I've got no idea what day it is. Um, uh, where else have we seen uh, some, something from people we haven't seen? Uh, oh, our very own Carl Walker. Uh, what a shit game that was. That's uh, to Kate Johnson. Well, that was embarrassing. Who else hasn't had to say yet? Uh, Gemini Jedi. Jedi. If Everton are the worst team in the league who got battered by what Watford smashed five against Everton recently. Watford, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, West Ham are not fat far behind them and are in a false position. <laughs> uh, Craig Barlow. The fact, uh, facts Arteta is playing and Ketia over Balogun tells us everything the Spanish fraud is, not Arsenal level. Um, I, Claudius. Arteta done by Christmas as predicted. Who else? Ah, Joshua Page. Arteta has ruined my holiday spirit. <laughs> Daniel Kupka, who's angry. I'm trying to read that message from people that haven't put anything in yet. Um, uh, Mike Hurts, gutted. You were meant to be here tonight, Mike. Mike, you got away with that one. Loki says, oh, well, evening all. Uh, Phil Macker, I'm, I'm going to stick my fingers in my ears and shout in la-la-la for the next hour. Uh, Liam Greyhurst, just imagine how bad we would be if we were playing European football as well. Wow, there's so I can't go and read out everyone's messages. Oh, we've got someone on Facebook. Ah, good season. Yes, Helen, it is indeed. Right, I've made a few notes, Dan. Feel free to jump in at any point that you want. Let's start with the lineups. What do you think about the lineups? Did it give you any kind of hope? Well, I, I was really surprised when, um, you know, what time was it here? Get the line up to about 11 o'clock in the morning. I'd been up about an hour or so. So when I looked on my phone to see the lineups and I saw the picture and the big player next to the names was Xhaka. I had a, a big picture of Xhaka next to the lineup. I was I was shocked because um, there's been no talk of him training. It's like they've kept it secret. You know, I have visions of him being hurried into the ground with a blanket over his head so no one could see. You know, I had no idea that he was coming back. So that was quite surprising. But then only Xhaka, who hasn't played for so long, can walk straight back into the team. And the person that, that he's playing next to is a player that I thought should have probably been taken out for a while. I mean, just before the game, I read an article from Thomas Party saying that he feels that he's only been playing, I would say, a four out of ten since he's been at Arsenal. So, you know, if I was the manager... I'll, did he say that for his entire time here or did he just mean recently? Um, I don't know if he meant for his entire time or recently, but he rated himself at four out of ten. I would have probably had him on the bench today, you know, if he's not feeling that confident in himself. So I was quite surprised to see Xhaka come back. Other than that, I wasn't surprised to see Kieran Tierney coming back. um, I was pleased to see that Mikel Arteta had uh, made a decision to sit Aubameyang as well, because I felt after the last game, that, you know, now is the time that he has to sit. And just like any other player, he has to get minutes off the bench and work his way back into the team, which he didn't do today, unfortunately. So the, the lineup, as I saw it, was kind of... Um, the Jacker thing shocked me because I had no idea he was coming back, you know. But everything else was kind of what I wanted. Martinelli starting as well. So I was pleased in, in a lot of it. 
Very annoying. Just doing a little tweet there. I forgot to tweet that we're live, and you've got all these lovely people there already. Bless their socks. Um, this, if this is going to decide, there you go. My computer's having a, a brain fart. Um, yeah, the lineup. So I, I was very surprised that Xhaka come back in, but we all know Xhaka has pictures of Arteta. Um, I don't know what he's doing, bouncing around naked on a hops on a um, one of those um, um, pogo sticks. No, what's the only big orange that. ball called? Space hopper. Space hopper. He's got pictures of Arteta naked on a space hopper. That can be only the only reason why. No matter what Xhaka does. He keeps getting back in and to come straight back out from being out for what two months, uh, no reserve games, only training, back in and starting. And it showed today because he got the lowest rating on the pitch for any Arsenal player with a 6.1. Uh, Gabriel got a 6.3. Party got a 6.4. Did you see some of the times, oh, not including the subs, did you see some of the times when Party had the ball? It was like he's going, I'm not in any hurry. Uh, what should I do? Uh, I wonder what I'm going to put on my shopping list. Oh, I wonder what Santa's getting me for Christmas. I better get rid of the ball. It was his lackadaisicalness on the ball is ridiculous. It seems to be absolutely no hurry, no urgency whenever he has the ball to try and do anything. And I think if he's given himself a four, I think he's been a little bit generous with himself then. But as for the rest of the starting lineup, glad to see Tierney come back. The best of the back four pick themselves. Um, Xhaka and Party surprised by Xhaka. Martinelli on the left. Not sure if that's really his position, although he was good. I think Tyranny and him had a good partnership down the left-hand side. Odegaard, probably our best player on the night. Saka yeah. on the right was um, very... He had patches, but every time he did anything, he was getting booted. It reminds me so... Did it remind you of the situation we had with with Santi, Ramsey, Sanchez, Wilshere? Whenever we have a decent player, it's tricky. Whack, just get hit the entire time and get no protection from the referee. Same with ESR as well, because both, both of yep. these players, they like to carry the ball. For, for distances at their feet. So they're going to get their ankles chopped quite a bit. Uh, you know, Jack Wilshire was a little bit the same as well. Yeah, true indeed. Right, the next point I've brought. If anybody wants uh, got any topics I want us to cover, just feel free to put it in there. Um, the next thing I've made, because I'm up and down my notes page, because uh, uh, Saka getting a kick, getting a kick in, just like that. I've already mentioned that one. Oh, I've had the uh, Tommy Ashu face stamp. Now, are Arsenal fans making too much of that? Because the commentators have a pretty decent idea of what's going on. And the commentator went, that's not good. That's that The lad's in trouble there. I've got a little picture of it here. People, does that look like it's accidental? Stan, thoughts? No, that's, that, that is dangerous play. I mean, he's, he trod on his face, you know. And as I tweeted out, had Jacker trod on somebody's face... He would have been like very like roundly dragged out into the town square and probably flogged within the inch of his life. Do you know what I mean? That's Everyone. true. Very and true. That's, ter- that's that's terrible. And the fact that they even re-looked at that and they still were able to say, no, that's fine. I think that's quite I think that's quite shocking. It is shocking. What's people in the chat? What's your thoughts on the the Tommy Ashley thing? I'll start from there. Uh William Ede says it was accidental. Interesting. Mike Hertz says that's a red. Dean, next topic, favourite stamp. People bully Dean. He's a shitbag. Um, formerly Nosa says no. Not sure what for. I'm working backwards. BX Gunner, hell no. It was blatant. Uh, Nosa says mushrooms. Fair enough. I agree with that one. Um, has anyone else put anything in here? Ah, Joshua Page. He was looking at him directly before too. Sized him up. 
Yeah, and then he looked, and then he looked away, and then one of the commentators and my who I was watching over here in Canada was saying, "Well, you know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't looking at him when he did it, and then he came out with the line that I really hate, and Godfrey as well, you know, you know, he's not that kind of player. I hate it when they say oh, that. The classic that line. line. He obviously yeah. is that kind of player because he just trod in his head. Yes, very true. I just did another little tweety poo there. Um, MJL says red. Richard Garrett, it was intentional. Daniel Kupka, red all day long. And Sire says it might. I might be in the minority, but it doesn't seem in, in, international. Intentional, international. I can't even bloody read, can I? Well, that's a. Uh, I think that's about 70-30 in favour of that was intentional. I think it was intentional. Uh, next thing to quickly go over, the, the first goal, debatable. Um, free kick, Townsend free kick for Rick Carlson, who was offside. And the only, I was looking back at the replay, and the only person challenging Rick Carlson was little wee Scottish Tierney. Now, Rick Carlson's a bit of a monster. He's got to be best part of six foot something. And little Tierney, when you see the replay, he's jumped up with Rick Carlson and there's another Everton player behind him. But I can't remember who, why they had a free kick. Who, who gave that away? Do you remember? No, I can't remember that, but I've got you. Uh, before that, though, right, because that stamp on the face was at 27 minutes. It was really quite, it was really quite for like the first 20 minutes. But you, I noticed on that 18th minute, we had when we did get our first shot on goal, it was party from outside of the box launching another one in the, into orbit. And again, I just wish he would stop doing that because when he took the shot, there were, again there were plenty of other players in front of him that he could have tried and maybe moved the ball to. But it seemed to be another. It seemed to be something that we a habit that we're getting into. I mean, Tavares is another culprit for doing it. You know, getting within sight of goal and just like booting it over. And I, I just think they need to stop. And I don't know whether it's because they've got a lack in the forwards, if they're in the confidence in them. I mean, I, I think sometimes there could be a touch of that because you find that strikers are in good places, but they're not passing to them. They're taking these long shots from outside of the box. I don't know whether that's that's nervousness or whether they've been told to shoot when they see goal. Does make you wonder. Um, anyone got? Oh, uh... Tube Fool says, there were so many kicks on Saka and others, no yellow cards, not even fouls. The ginger bloke stamped on Tavares's shin right in front of the linesman, no foul. It was constant. Yeah. William Ede, if I am marking Gray, you should know he will always come in on his right foot and always push him to the left. Does Arteta analyse his opponent's strengths? Gives him an entire dossier, doesn't he, for expect all the players to read all this stuff. It amazes me when Arteta's on the sidelines, Sam. I don't know what you think about this. And he's shouting and screaming at players, do this, do that. I've said this before. Arteta, you're a bang average player. Who are you to tell these players? Well, it's not like you're Zidane, where you've been there, done that, been magnificent. How does how does he think he knows what to do? He's, he's, he's done bugger all in his game, one, one FA Cup, which is better than a lot of managers. But wouldn't you get annoyed if you were a decent player and you've got some bloke who never really amounted to much? A couple of FA Cups as a player, one as a manager. I've always, felt it, I've always felt it, it was always kind of a little bit micromanaging and it would become annoying at times with him constantly shouting at you. And if he does get your attention and he's telling you what you need to be doing, you're no longer in the game. The game's still going on around you, but you're listening to Mikel Arteta. I was on a podcast once with um, uh, Kevin Campbell and I took the opportunity to ask him about that, you know, being an ex-player. And he said that it's completely normal that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, we're making a meal out of nothing, that manager shouting on the sideline, it's all part of it and it's it's normal. 
But for me, just from my observations, Mikel Arteta does seem to do it for nearly almost the whole of the 90 minutes. You know, it's very rarely that you actually see him sat down in his chair. But, you know, what do I know? It would be annoying <laughs> for me, though, to have someone constantly on me. Uh, Simon makes a good point. I feel sorry for Saka. I thought England internationals get favourable decisions. Yeah, it doesn't really apply when it's Arsenal, though, does it? Bulgarian Guna, who's coming on to do the preview show for the West Ham game, he says, this is no different to Emery's Arsenal. No control whatsoever. Wait for the other team to score. Is that fair? Well, I'm, one of the reasons I'm quite disappointed about this, uh, this result, Danny, is that in the run that we had, that 10-game run, I was uh, what I was seeing is that we were beginning. It looked like that we were starting to be able to take points from teams that we should be taking points from, and I felt that for a long time, uh, last season and the season before, that was one of our problems. There were there were teams that we should be able to take points from, and we struggle. And I thought we kind of put that to bed. And I was hoping that after what happened with Manchester United, and you know, you have to look at Manchester United, and I do think that they uh, they do have a better squad than us. They do have a better squad than us. However, I still felt that we should have been able to get something out of that game. I was really hoping that now that we're going to play Everton, one of the so-called teams that are having a big struggle, that we should be able to take these points. And we got beaten roundly. You know, that could have been four or five, you know, if it wasn't for VAR. And during the game, we just did not look like that. We took the warnings to heart until it was too late until right at the very death we started. So I don't know where that extra energy came from. I would have liked to have seen that energy much earlier in the game. So, agree, you know, yeah. I've been saying for a while that when you've got a profile of a team that's made up of such young players and you've got a manager who is really, you know, a novice at the game and there's going to be bumps in the road. But I thought that was quite bad today. And it's making me wonder, looking at the way that we can't get our strikers firing, you know, Aubameyang's missing some dreadful chances, but he's only getting one or two chances in the game. He's the, our strikers seem to be out of the game, and today Lacazette didn't even uh, Aubameyang didn't even start, and it was the same for Lacazette. He was hardly in the game at all. So that has to be something that they have to look at. It's almost like we get to the final third of the pitch, and then there's like a force field. And we're trying to play around this kind of force field instead of like continue to move just a little bit further forward. And invariably, there's a misplaced pass and the ball pops out and then we're running backwards again. We're tearing mm. towards our goal again, trying to like put out a fire. Just looking at the, the number of shots that we had. Um, why isn't it showing? Okay. Uh, number of shots, Lacazette zero. Says a lot. Enketia one from three inches. Aubameyang had two. Again, he had another. He had a decent chance to get one on target and put it massively wide. Odegaard three and Gabriel Martinelli, Party and Saka all had one. So I mean that's that's just ridiculous from Lacazette, isn't it? I mean it's not like Odegaard wasn't having a good game. I thought Odegaard was setting stuff up lovely there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Odegaard and um... yeah. It, it was funny because just before he scored, I just quickly looked at my phone and I was reading the tweet and the guy was saying, like, fucking hate Odegaard, we should never have signed him. He, he, he's uh, a bit like Ozil, but just not as good. And then two minutes later, he scored. <laughs> and I went back to look at the tweet and the guy underneath his own tweet put in the comments, I fucking love Odegaard. 
<laughs> so it just shows you how things can turn in a moment. But, you know, I've, I understand that people got on his back a little bit for the mistake that he made in the Man United game. But other than that mistake, I actually thought he was one of our best players on the day. Other than that mistake, you know, he let himself down with that mistake. And um, I, it's, I find it quite concerning that I see a lot of um, fans on, on social media. They seem really unhappy with him. It's amazing. I mean, that bloke's got so much skill. He's a wonderful player. And he's shown it in the last two games, scoring the goals, setting stuff up. That's, it's just only going to get better. Um, every time he steps up for a free kick, I mean, usually when we have free kicks, that's when I usually yeah. need the toilet or put the kettle on because nothing ever happens. <laughs> when, when Odegaard stands over the ball, you know, he all, if he doesn't score, he does get him on target and forces a save. So there's going to be yeah. more of those coming. It will indeed. Uh, Dean Stanley, the Everton fan who I took to the Champions League final with me because all my Arsenal mates are assholes who couldn't be bothered. And then Dean fell asleep. The first roundabout we came to in France, I went roundabout the wrong way. And before, I should have known something was wrong because Dean sat next to me laughing his head off. And I said, what are you laughing at since you're going round the roundabout the wrong way? <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> and then we got to somewhere in France and you had to put your credit card in to be able to go and put petrol in. But in some kind of, I don't know, you had to pay to come off the motorway. We had no Toll idea booths. what was going on. Huh? Toll booths. I was not, no, it wasn't a toll booth. Paid to come off it to go to get petrol. We didn't know what we were doing. Anyway, he says, I shall be brutally honest. Arsenal, my second team. However, my God, that is the worst Arsenal team I've ever seen. I hate it that they have fuck all about them. Sad times. And Dean also took him when we beat Everton 7-1 at Highbury. He didn't complain because they'd made the UEFA Cup. Um, here we go. Neil V. Top managers will always want to manage Arsenal. The manager of Arsenal should be someone that elevates the club the level of the club. If you think our level is sixth, a top coach will have a serious, have us seriously. Will a top coach will have us seriously com compete? I don't know what that is. Com Maybe yes. Um, oh, we got some uh, tube full. Odegaard was our best player today by some distance, in my opinion. Um, William E. Pepe is better than Nketiah. I mean, if you're Pepe, you really have got to be oh, thinking, yeah. oh, la, la, I'm, I'm knackered here because you're bringing on Eddie, who doesn't even want to be at the club. It's curtains, isn't it, if you're Nketiah? I mean, he's just basically going to matches to make up the numbers. The numbers. Mm. Carnage on Twitch says, I do rate Odegaard as well, but looks a bit slow when pressing. Players just casually running past him. Well, I think tonight everyone was wasn't playing their best game. You got any other notes before you want to mention, Stan? Before I uh, move on to the next bit. Ooh. Yeah, there was a fifty-second minute in the uh, second half. I don't know if I've jumped too far forward. We don't understand. Oh, we just jumped backwards and forwards all over the place. We're like an episode of Quantum Leap. I thought <laughs> I thought Odegaard had a nice free kick to Gabriel who had that header. That was a nice move. Mm-hmm. Certainly was. Nice, nice ball from Odegaard. He put it on a plate there for Gabriel, but just didn't get enough on it. You carry on talking. Power, I'm going to have some power on it. I'm going to have some Dr. Pepper Zero. And I've also got one here as well, around about the six. Because I thought Granite Jack, I hardly heard his name mentioned at all. Kind of forgot he was playing. And then there it was on the 60th minute, the patented Granite Xhaka body slam of the opponent to the floor. I was like, yes, Granite is back. He is yeah. back. The vengeance. 
maybe not what we really needed at that time. And then a little bit after that, we made our first substitution for Tavares on for Kieran Tierney. Was that a mistake? Because I'm, I like Tavares. I think he's a decent player. He's exciting to watch. But a decent left back, he is not. Do you see the th- against Man United? I did an entire thing on the podcast post Man United, um, explaining. I listed all the first ten minutes of the second half. Tavares gives the ball away. Tavares one two to no one. Tavares throws the ball to the opposition from a throw in. He did it again there, didn't he? It, it was yeah. a terrible throw in. Confusion. They end up getting the ball across to the centre of the park to Rakalson, who puts it for. I think. Tavari Gray and then then scored the goal. But if you trace that back, that was Tavares. He massively messed up there yet again. Yeah, he has made a few um, a few gla- a few glaring mistakes. Um, so why take Tierney off? What was the sense in that? I, don't, I didn't I didn't understand that. I mean, the commentator and what I was watching was saying something about um, you know uh, Tavares maybe being able to get into some of the space that's been afforded on on that side. But you know, Tierney's not shy getting forward either. And I don't think it was anything to do with fitness. Nope. So, yeah, I wasn't sure about that substitution. Uh, Low-key, put Everton, no wins in nine games. Game 10 equals don't worry, it's Arsenal. Yeah. That's about right. Because like you you were saying, Stan, they could have seriously won that game 4-1 if they'd have had both. I think the second offside goal... Um, I have got a picture of it. If you people uh, chat amongst yourselves while I go and get the picture of the the, the second goal. Um, here we go. Uploading. Take as long as you want. I've got all day. <laughs> dun, 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 anyone going anywhere nice for the whole? Oh, here we go. Right. Uh, there you go, Stan. Um, do you think that's a little bit unlucky or... Yeah, when I was looking at it uh, during the game, I thought to myself, oh, we've got, we got away with that one a little bit. Very, very close because um, you could say that Gabriel there is is maybe keeping him just a touch on side. It's very, very close. But I felt that this was a game, you know, for the first half and most of that uh, second half, we were just riding our luck. How about this, um, the other offside, this one? That's not the same one, is it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, it is the same one. It's just a closer view. I should yeah. have done that one in the first point, in the first place. I don't think I've got any more pictures of the um, of any of the other incidents. Uh, I can try and cheer everybody up a little bit with having a picture of, of Odegaard running after he scored his goal. There you go. This will, this will cheer everyone up for a little while. Look at the smile on his face. He must be wondering, why have I come here? He is captain of Norway, really decent player, a, pr- a really good prospect, and he's come to Arsenal, working his ass off, and then party lets him down. How disappointed are you with party tonight? Um, Thomas, I've been disappointed with Thomas Partis really since he's come to Arsenal. Came with a big reputation, you know. He's supposed to be our, our, our main man there in the midfield. Is because uh, of his age profile, he's supposed to be a senior, one of the senior players, but he doesn't really have much of a voice on the pitch either, does he? You know. He sort of looks very introverted and timid in what he's doing, and then uh, he loves to take that. He likes to like take those long shots when he gets the start of goal. Um, I actually felt it was time that maybe Thomas Party in the previous game could have been substituted and saved from himself a little bit. That Mikel Arteta could have helped him out, and a little bit like a Bamiyang, you know, start working his way in back from the bench. 
does seem like he's one of the untouchables, doesn't he? Along with Xhaka and up until recently, Obama Young. I mean, if you're going to bring Xhaka back in and you're that dead set, dead set about doing it, I was surprised that you don't maybe perhaps have party on the bench and maybe start with a Lukonga. Yeah, I'm surprised the Congress even an El Nenny. Hmm. If on the bench. Uh, good point here from formerly Noza. The Southampton manager hasn't had all preparation for the weekend. Don't worry, lads. It's only Arsenal, and Southampton have been a bogey team for hours for for many years. Um, so there was a time when I felt that you know teams that were struggling for goals and positions in the table. They'd look at the fixture list and when they see Arsenal coming up, they'd rub their hands together and think, okay, this is maybe we can grab some points here. And I kind of felt that we'd shaken that now a little bit, but it seems to be coming back because a few of the a few of the, uh, the peeps in the chat keep sort of saying that. And um, I was really hoping that we were going to get away from that reputation of being the get out of jail card for teams that are struggling. I mean, I, I mean, just so lucky that we were, you know, we didn't, we got a result against Newcastle. Could imagine if we'd stumbled against Newcastle, Jesus. Yeah, you know, just looking at the um the league table and uh I've done a little screen grabby jobby here. I'm gonna go, oh uh Cy, uh, Cy says sell we can sell him and make money in a couple of years. I think he's on about on party. And uh, Kim B party lied on his passport. His brother's at least forty three. Okay. Um uh, right. Brad, da, da, da. here we go. League table, Stan. We have now won one in four, and that was against the Vincibles, the only team up until the weekend that hadn't won a single game in any competition all season. That is that is t- so annoying after a really good run that we had, and we were yeah. on the verge of fourth place, back-to-back losses, and then come the weekend, uh, I can see Brighton and Wolves overtaking us because... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a draw and then then uh, Brighton won't overtake us. But we're dropping down the table. And then after that, we got West Ham. So teams that are only five or six points behind us, which will take us down to maybe 17th, 13th Brentford on minus two goal difference. We're on minus four. If we lose to Southampton and, and West Ham, I know that's um, thinking the, the worst of the situation. But these things are happening. These things can happen. What's your thoughts on the table and the way we're headed? Well, the minimum requirement for me for this season has been European qualification of some kind. And that's... Is that now dropping? Have you got to changing that to top half yet? But that's Champions League or Europa League, not the one below the Europa League. I don't want to be in that. That has to be the minimum requirement. And we were just on the cusp. Things were looking so well. But as you say, it's only a few more results and we'd be fighting to get back into eighth, which is where we finished last season. Not good enough. It's driving me nuts. See it all falling apart around our ankles, and I'm not happy about it. Um, it's going to have to be a big January somehow because there are we need to make some uh, some changes. But not only do we need to make changes at the, the at the sharp end of the squad in the striker department, we need to do something on on the training pitch to get them more into the game. We're not getting our forwards into the game as much. Yes. True. Um, I'll get rid of that and go back to our comments and see um, what have I missed. Uh, uh, David Masters, no belief. Why didn't we finish them off at 1-0? It's the Arteta way, though, isn't it? Go 1-0 up. I mean, I mean we're lucky to be 1-0. It was, I, I put that in, in uh, that we were what was lucky, 0-0. 
then losing 1-0, back to 0-0, winning 1-0, drawing 1-1, back to 1-0. He had more than enough chances to do so. So why have you got a reason why you think that Arteta doesn't keep pushing when we get the one goal? Because so many times we've been one goal up and then teams have pulled it back, hasn't it? Seems to be that's what he's, um, he's, he can have a tattooed on his ass. 1-0 up, lose the game. But this is the thing, though, because according to Mikel Arteta in one of his last uh, recent interviews, he's not given that instructions to the team. He made a comment on it and that he, you know, he's not happy with it and that is not him telling the team to do that. So why are the team deciding to do that? They score a goal and then they, and then they, are they close in on themselves. Is that insecurity? Uh, what is that? Is that, you know, and if, and you can't just blame that we've got youngsters on the team because we always have a couple of older heads in there. You know, they should be trying to push mm. the team forward and say, no, what are we sitting back for? Come on, let's let's try and start pressing from the front. But it doesn't seem to be happening through the whole team. I don't know well, whether it's because we're missing the right kind of experience that are not managing the whole team on the on the field, if you know what I mean. They're not talking, they're not they're not telling the youngsters that they need to do this or a little bit of that. The 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 the, the elder players are just are just running along. It's almost like some of the older players are riding on the coattails of the younger members of the of the squad. Yeah, you'd expect that from Party, Xhaka, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and they seem to be the ones that aren't really saying much. Yeah. Well, Xhaka's only had one game. But yeah. His example to the rest was uh, go and get booked, and then. But do you, how annoyed would you have been if Xhaka would have made that last ditch tackle against Gray and taken him out, stopped the goal, but got a red card? Should that should he have done that? Was he right to let him go? Well, usually in that position, that he probably should have got changed, right? So that you do have somebody who has that bit more has a bit more freedom to their game. Uh, so is that down to the manager to have made that change? I mean, he did get booked just after the hour, and so you think, well, can he really go? Especially first game back, can he really go another half an hour? in that really pivotal place where you're breaking up play. And uh, he knows Damari Gray is a hell of a player, brilliant at Leicester, went off to Germany, come back to, to uh, I think they only paid two or three million pounds for him. They paid bugger all for him, did he? I think he might have gone to Red Bull Leipzig. Um, it's Scrivo says, really don't understand why Nketiah is coming off when he's off in the summer. is coming on when he's off in the summer. Bring Albert on or Pepe in them. Could you see maybe Eddie leaving in, in January? Because well, it, uh, it seems to me that he's they was it twenty four hours before the Manchester United game. Apparently, the clubs were sat down. They were sat down in negotiations with him, and he turned down a contract. Mm. And then he came off the bench twenty four hours later, which I just don't understand. I don't understand why Balogun is sat at home watching it on TV. Even if you think that Eddie and Ketia, technically, if you're the manager and in your pecking order, you think that Eddie's a better player than Balogun. It's, it shouldn't Balogun be at least getting some minutes now because you're thinking, well, there's no point putting my eggs in that fucking Enketia basket because he's off. So let's give Balogun some minutes and it'll probably help you make a decision on whether he needs to go out and loan next season or not. That's, that's, that's I don't know. This seems like that would be the obvious move. If you're, if you're going to the well where you're skipping past Pepe and looking to the other attacking players on the bench... You might as well just, if you're going to pick Eddie, then pick Balogun, you know? Mm, 
Uh, Liam Greyhurst, who's also Liam Greyhurst on the Twitters, says Tottenham are now ahead of us with a game in hand. DL. Like just we needed that, Liam. Just reminding us of that, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, formerly knows he says we will lose what two, we will lose West Ham away. And Liam's having another kick at us. He's an Arsenal fan. That goal difference, we're on minus bloody four. Wow. That's See, I know, that we're following, I know that we're following the process, but over the weekend, you know, the, what I do here is, you know, when I do get up and I, I watch our game or whatever, in the afternoon about three o'clock, we have a highlights show that shows me everything that I've missed. And I love, I enjoy watching it. But what really stood out to me watching uh, a, a selection of games from the weekend was how other football teams, which are supposed to be l- lesser teams than Arsenal, they just look so organised in, in just the style of play of what other teams seem to be doing. I mean, Steven Gerrard's only been in the door five minutes at Aston Villa. And he seems to have been able to start getting a tune out of them. You know, there's other managers that are just, you know, that are at, that are fairly new to their clubs compared to how long our manager has. You know, Vieira over at Crystal Palace is another example. And they just seem to be, you know, they just seem to be more pleasing on the eye when I'm watching these games is probably what I'm trying to say. You know, we, yes, we did have a run of 10 games and I really felt that we were turning some sort of a corner. But just looking at other games when I watch them, it just, it just seems more pleasing on the eye. It just seems more organised, you know, that people know what their roles are. There's more cohesion in these teams. But some of these teams on paper, you think that if you put them, their players next to our players, man for man, you would think that the quality on our team is superior. Yet we look like we're playing a more difficult, a more difficult game with players that aren't as skilled. So it's it's a... Uh, it's annoying when I see that. Very true. Um, some good points in here. Um, uh, Bietz Gunner saying stubbornness from Arteta. Scrivio says, get, Balogun isn't even on the bench. He's not even an option. And then Nose is saying, then Pepe was a better option than Balogun or Nketiah. Yeah, true. All I can think of is that... You know, Nicola Pepe must just be like, you know, when everyone's training, he just nips off around the back of the sheds and has a cheeky fag or something. Because, <laughs> I mean, what is it that he's doing that is really pissing off Nicola Tata? It's got to be his application in training, right? That, I mean, it's he's our record signing, right? Oh, don't rub it in. Can't. David Masters, guys, we do. Why do we always bottle it when we have a chance to secure fourth place over the last weeks? Why, why, why? Seems, yeah, it's all, all, almost in grab. Nearly, get it, get yeah. it. Oh, we've shit the bed and lost it again. And now we're back down to seventh, possibly eighth by the weekend, Stan. And it's going to be interesting because how thick and fast the game's coming now for this month? Yeah, it's we have got um, week, on the yeah. 11th. 11th, we've got Southampton, 15th, West Ham, 18th, Leeds in the Cup, no, in the league, um, 21st, Sunderland in the Cup, uh, 26th, Norwich in the league, 28th, Wolves in the league, and then uh, the first, we've got Man City, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in, so that's uh, in 22 days, so that's a game every three days. It's gonna, that's wow. that, where we're going to be at the end of all of that, it's going to be really interesting. Because at the end of all of that, a lot of players are then going off to the African Cup of thing as well. 
any idea? Does anybody in the chat know when they have to join, meet up with their international squads to go off for it? Because I've got no idea. I have still got my notes. February. I think it might even be early February. I've, I made notes of when it starts. Um, it's 9th of January to the 6th of February. Uh, 24 teams. Obama Young's first, uh, everyone's first game. Actually, Obama Young and Party's first game is on the 10th of January. El Nenny 11, Pepe 12. That's the only four players we've got at the tournament. So, yes, it's uh, it's going to be concerning because this, when you come to this time of the year, this is when you need depth in squad of um, squad depth of players. Everybody needs to be getting games. And if you decide to play, you bring use you need to use Pepe or you need to use Balogun. They've not been playing, yeah. And it, so they're not even getting substitute games because you've got to get in the flow. It's all well and good being a, a fit Premier League footballer. Hey, Pepe, Pepe's going off, though, isn't he? With the Ivory Coast, no? Yeah, but yeah, I don't think they're going to leave until maybe New Year's Day, 2nd oh, of okay. January. I, I'm just guessing, waiting for someone to put it in there. But over that Christmas run, we're going to need as many as, as possible. Um, Zamir has put, what has Lukonga done to fall out of favour with Arteta? For that matter, AMN. Now, this is something I was thinking about, Stan. At the moment, our midfield is party plus one other. That one other is first place Xhaka, then Lukonga, then Maitland-Niles, then Elneny. Now, if two of those, if Maitland-Niles and Lukonga are fit, how comes Elneny started away at Man United, probably one of the most um, hardest stadiums in the world to go and play a game? And yet it's his first league start since Crystal Palace last season. Little things like that make you wonder, what are you doing, Arteta? So do you think, like um, Zamir says, do you think he's fallen out of favour with um, Lukonga and Maitland-Niles? No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's fallen out of favour with Lukonga. I, I just think he was just trying something a little bit different. And I know that El Nene gets a lot of hate from people in the in the fan base. A lot of people say things like, "You know, why is he still at the club?" And 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 don't get me wrong, I don't think that he's our saviour. But I've always felt with Mohamedan El Nene that. If his skill set or his ability is, say, like, if you're going to measure it, let's say he's like 75 to 80% of our best midfielder, at least when he does play, he gives you all of that 75 to 80%. He gives you all of it. And I actually felt um, that he played really well in his last game. And I also think that for, for our midfielders, he's probably one of our most defensively minded as well as probably Lukonga, because I don't really think that Thomas Partey is a is what you would call a, a central defensive midfielder. He even says it himself in interviews. He says that he prefers to be a little bit more of an eight. And we do. <laughs> and um, don't tell him your name, Pike. And Con Lukonga was the don't tell him. Yeah, Lukonga says that he likes to prefer to, he prefers to play more as a six. You know, when them two play together, I've noticed that they seem to play the other way round. Mm. You know, seems yes. to be the one that likes to get further forward, and T Thomas Partey seems to be the one that's more deeper. Yet when I've listened to both of them in their individual interviews and they're talking about themselves, they say that they prefer to play the other way around. So I don't know again whether that's instructions from the manager or whether it's just... Uh somehow poor in-game management and players not being able to stick to their positions. Good point. Waffles, check your Twitter DMs. I sent you one two days ago. Uh, right, quote here. Rudy, as, as usual, being kind enough to go and get his press conference quotes from Arteta. No penetration, no threat. 
Mikel Arteta, oh, Mikel Arteta is not happy with the reaction from his team as they threw away a one-goal lead and wasted chances. I think that's maybe a headline, not quote from him. I, Claudius, Arteta just overthinks things, just like the semi-final last year. He doesn't do simple things. That, that's wrong. Oh, I don't even... Don't even talk to me about that semi-final where you try to reinvent football and go, ah, oh, strikers, <laughs> don't, don't need them. Oh, I don't need name. them, then neither do I. There's a, a Jeff Imburger, in, in relation to Natalie Imbruglia, probably. He has failed to beat any big team uh, this season, he has. Yeah, but before this season, he had uh, a few decent results. Yeah, uh, oh no, that's Waffles talking to someone. Um, where, uh, oh, Loki makes a good point. Thumbs up, people. Come on. If you're new to the show and you like it, give it a thumbs up. If you hate it, uh, give it a thumbs down. If you want to, you can even subscribe because we'll be doing pretty much 20 minute pre match shows an hour before every game this season. Well, most games we won't be doing Christmas and um, boxing. No, won't be doing Boxing Day and won't be doing New Year's Day because I will be busy stuffing my face full of dead animals. Yeah. And uh, we do a podcast on every Wednesday, but next week it's going to be on a Thursday because we're playing West Ham on the Wednesday. And uh, Lone Watch, I should be doing some more of those. And uh, what do you think about the idea, Stan, of doing a, a show every now and then, of, of just talking about films and TV and maybe even oh, games? I watch enough of it, so... Oh, so do I. I've just started watching The Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, I love it. Who's in that? Um, Haw- Hawkeye bloke. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Oh, I think yeah. I've seen a trailer for that. Is that on Amazon? Bit... What, what carrier service is that on? I want to look at I, I saw a trailer for that about a month or so ago, and I thought, I want to watch that. You've just Someone reminded... recommended it. Someone recommended it to me on, on the Twitters, and it's very good. And I'm watching... Uh, what else are I watching? Do you have watched Mayor? M-A-Y-E-R of something as well no. with um old um old yeah. titanic bird draw me like your french girl her well she's in it very very good anyway we people started, we just started watching a show on uh, netflix called cowboy bebop i it's watched the first good. episode what a load of shit you didn't like it i thought it was no. i really liked it okay i watched the first episode of the new series of star trek discovery wokeness i turned that shit right off apparently in that yeah. universe there are no men my, my favourite character though is is Booker and and the gay man. They're my favourite characters, and there's not enough of either of them in there. All I've the women. Watching, I stopped watching that, and I think at the beginning of the around the second season, I didn't oh, like it. Absolute shit. Um, I like Kate Booker's Winslet, cat as well. Waffle says Kate, Kate Winslet. Mister, there you go. Thank you. I'm just going through people's messages. Um, oh, Chris Co Inc says Arteta in. I'd like to know what team you support, my old dear. Uh, David Masters, Arteta will join Z-List. Uh, oh, I thought that was kind of like, um, you know, like, hello, hello. Like, I thought it was like, said like, Arteta will join Z-List. Z-List. <laughs> the dodgy French uh, non-policeman. Non-French policeman. Ah, Mike Mosley, as soon as Xhaka could walk, <laughs> we knew he goes straight back into the lineup. Uh, Loki says trouble is most of our players prefer to play as number twos <laughs> poo poos uh, oh, it's Scrivio says it's nice to catch a live show we've done four this season we beat Spurs we lost to Liverpool we lost to Man United we lost to Everton this is the last time we're ever going to do I think we've jinxed it uh, um, Loki says more live Kate Winslet cheers Dave uh, oh Liam Greyhurst Queen's Gambit is a must watch yes because she's a She's a ginger. And we all know I like the ginger ladies. Very good show. Is that a chess playing thing? Yep. Very, very good. 
Is it good, is it? Very good. Yeah, That's she's fine. amazing. And so is her as a young girl is amazing as well. Yeah. Uh, I've watched 116 films this year, Stan. 116. Right. I just downloaded the new Rocky one, the the the, uh, the the new edit. Oh, yeah. Completely. I've not watched it yet. Nick in the chat has watched it. He quite liked it. He went and bought it at the moment. Rocky 4 is my favourite out of all yeah. the Rockies. It's one of my favourite. But rewatching them back, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an MTV pop video, a really long one. There's about five <laughs> or six tracks in it. I love it. <laughs> they've taken all the robot stuff out of the re-edit, and they've added a lot more stuff, other stuff into it. It's only three minutes longer, but they've t- it's half an hour of extra footage, so they've taken out half an hour. Okay. They've taken out twenty-seven minutes. I don't know. Someone will get a calculator and work that out. Okay, um, I'll watch that later. Oh, there we go. A quality message here from Dave Masters. David Masters, just watch Voyager. It's the best. Jane away. What a captain she was. Yeah. Oh, Seven of nine. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Richardson. Have, apparently, they used to have to employ two people to help her get in and out of that outfit, Seven of Nine. Now, where'd you get a job like that? Because my CV is ready to go. Uh, Everton we love you evening to you Everton deserved to win that game I've got a I always I always said that if I had to pick a new team and Arsenal would never exist I'd either have picked Newcastle or Everton I'd have to say that that Godfrey was a bit of a naughty player wasn't he He, was that the one who did um, Saka should have had about three yellow cards it is the way though but yeah Everton you deserved to win that game Rakulson was magnificent he deserved all that you got that night, we didn't. We deserved nothing. We were shambles. I'd have to say as well that the the, the play and the goal by Damari Gray that, that was some goal. That was a very good individual goal. And you look at that and you think, where's our player doing something like that? Yes, you know? oh, we forgot. Like we that? forgot to mention how the game started with uh, Party taking his usual as uh, someone on top of the stadium. I want to get them trying to kill the pigeons roosting on the top of the stadium. It just why are you doing that? Just stop it. Ridiculous. But I did see some wonderful long balls from um Odegaard. There was one in the in the first half from all the way from the right hand side all the way to the feet of Tierney. And he did a couple of those during the game. I'm really thinking, wow. I'm surprised Tierney didn't stop what he's doing, put the ball down and just applaud him because it's such a good ball. When when he came to us on loan, I didn't really know that much about Martin Odegaard. I I knew his name and I knew that he was a, a Madrid player. So I went online and looked for a couple, see what I could find about him. And I found a couple of these documentaries and one of them was really interesting because they've been filming him and getting him on film since he was like a little kid. That's mm. how long they've been watching him. And what I noticed was that almost at every level that he's, he has played, all of his coaches are like, just say that this, this kid is one of the best, you know, kids that they've ever seen for his age. Always able to play with players well above his age range. And, um, you know, really feel that this, this, this guy is going to be um, a, a generational talent. And how old is he? 22? Possibly 23, but... 22, 23, and he already captains his nation. You know, I, I, think, I think that give him a little bit more time and he's going to be a very um, uh, influential player for us. I just really uh, have a feeling about him. He just needs to be able to play every game and the run everything through him, the attacking-wise... Um, here we go, Darrell Denton. Shane Will Riker can't act, he was better with a beard. I've just started, um, uh, next gen. He's a shit director, one. <laughs> yes. Um, size having a dig at us here, Sai trying to make us cry. Icing on the cake. We have an Amazon documentary waiting for us at the end of the season. 
Daryl Den and Q can watch him all day. He's in the new series of Picard. Uh, Grey bargain of the season. Yeah, we were saying that earlier, Stephen. A couple of million, wasn't he? Amazing player. Uh, Rye Rilo. I've not read this, so hopefully it's good. A man of Arteta's experience, inexperience, shouldn't be let loose on a top-tier side. Arsenal are being cheap by not paying for a class manager. That's a good point, Stan. Do you think Arsenal are going to have to look at it sooner or later and go, this is a magnificent generation, like you were just saying about Odegaard, a, mag- a wonderful generation of amazing talent that Arsenal have got. And you can't, if it carries on like this, you can't waste it on a manager like Arteta, who at times looks way beyond his depth, doesn't he? I, I think that appointing him in the first place was a gamble by the club. And when you make a gamble the size of the one that they've made, you're going to have to see it through. Because the, the minute they turn around and say, okay, we're changing the manager, it's just egg on their face. So I don't think, unless it gets really drastic, unless we're, you know, we're, you know, it, it's March and we're fighting to, you know, relegation, I, <laughs> I believe that they're going to, you know, nothing will happen until the end of the season. And I think it will hinge on what I said earlier about European qualification. If there is no European qualification for Arsenal and we finish around about eighth again or worse, then I don't see how the club wouldn't make a change. Well, on the 21st of December, we are at home to Sunderland in the League Cup. We beat them and through to the semi-final. If we lose to them on the 21st, he can be sacked on the 22nd. And that's exactly two years to the day that we gave him the job. Um, uh, David says, great, we can relive the this shit season from the inside. Thanks, Amazon. It seems that um, the... Has anybody ever going to... Oh, my heat has finally turned off. I've had that heater on since I got up at six o'clock. Five hours that heat room behind me has been on. Uh, yeah. No one's had any of their... I'm just checking. No one's had any messages um, withheld for approval. So it seems to allow some of you to swear more. Uh, we don't mind you swearing at all. Uh, right then, uh, Loki has put Goodison Great Ground. Been there three times. Once a 6-1 defeat in 1992, I think. Uh, Just always. a quick question as well. Do you know why they play the theme to Z-Cars when they come out on the pitch at Everton? Nope. Because the music it's they play, I'm sure it's a theme to a TV show, Z-Cars, with a black and white thing when I was a kid. And I just wondered what, maybe the tune means more than Z-Cars, but I only know it as Z-Cars. I just wondered if you Was Z-Cars set in Liverpool? I don't know. I was really young when that was on. I, I, I never watched it. Maybe Stephen, the Everton fan, knows. He says Godfrey should have gone. Uh, and then Waffles first, but Godfrey should have gone two or three times. Yeah. Uh, Liam Greyhurst, have we hit the magical 40-point mark yet? <laughs> um, Stephen, the Everton fan, says, uh, are we Arteta in or out? I think if we lose to West Ham, then I'm going to say out. I, said, I tweeted this the other day, and someone went, well, you're putting it all down to one game, are you? Well, no, two years of no progression when you marry us up again. I've got this week's podcast, people. Wednesday will be live. I have made a little list of details of comparing Arteta to Moyes, who have been at their jobs for roughly the same amount of time. Spent He spent less money. They've got rid of the same number of players. West Ham are worse off than us. I'm not going to spoil it all, but listen, and that will be my justification for why I am buying it. I've reserved a ticket on the Arteta out bus. That's mm. all I'm going to say. Um, are you in or out yet, or are you still undecided? Um, I, I was 50-50 when he was appointed. It wasn't my choice. 
And I wasn't like, no, get not that guy. So I was kind of 50-50. So with me, it's like a percentage thing. I got up to about 90% I wanted him gone and 10% that he can stay. And my kind of, uh, my, my cut-off day to sort of like sit down and, and look at Mikel Arteta since he joined was the last Watford game. And he had turned it around by then, right? So by then, I was kind of like uh, almost back at 50-50 again. So I've said to the boys over on our channel, we were talking about this, and I said, well, for me, my next time to judge him again is going to be around about mid-February. I want to see how we get through December. I want to see how the club backs him and the choices he makes of bringing people in in the January transfer window. And then I want to see us playing for a little while. So I come around, I think it was around about the 19th of February, there's a game, if I remember rightly, off the top of my head. That's when I said that's when I was going to give him another report card. But I've never been one of those that's been like, Arteta in or Arteta out. Do you, do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I've, I've always been a little bit lukewarm with him, but I want him to succeed because I just don't want us to go through a, a, a revolving door of managers where another guy comes in and he looks at some of the some of the people that I've brought in and he's like, no, they're not for me. I want to go in a different direction. That I don't want to go problem. in and it all gets ripped up and we're trusting another process. But I do you think that maybe do you think that maybe the young players that we've got are so young and so talented that they can be moulded by any manager that comes in? It's not like um there are a load of old players like we had when right. Arteta first took over. Well, I, I look at what happened with Chelsea, with Frank Lampard. He was given money to spend. He was uh, you know, he got all the players that he wanted to get in. He had time to work with them. He couldn't get a tune out of them. And when they brought in a more experienced manager in Tommy Tickle, he's got him to a, like, a cup, he's got him to a European Cup final and won. You know, and he, he wasn't like he went out and bought in loads of other players. He had to work with the same tools at his disposal and he got more results out of them. And I have to say that I do, I do feel that a more experienced manager would be able to get more out of these players. But this is the route that the club has gone down. They've gone for a manager who's inexperienced, and therefore you have to, you have to. If you're, if you've made that appointment, you have to be lenient. And they've backed him. You know, he's been backed with uh, over a couple of hundred million now, so he's been backed financially. But I do feel that a more experienced manager would be able to get more out of this team. I agree. Um, someone is in chat has asked us, do I remember Tommy and Michael Black? Yeah, they're both in their mid-20s now. Uh, one of them played two games for Arsenal and the other one played for one game for Arsenal. And we sold uh, Tommy Black to, to looking at my date base, that I made to Crystal Palace for £500,000 when he was 20 in two, in July the 21st, 2000. I have a database, a spreadsheet I've made of every Arsenal player ever. Yeah, they're part of a really young, decent generation. Someone else did a... Oh, if you look at your screen, um, Stan, can you see everyone's chat? Yeah. Does it show... If I do this, does it then bring up another thing at the top saying starred? You've got live and then starred? Yeah. So if you click on starred, what does it say? It says uh, Loki 73, Watford do Ooh. the same. They've added a new feature. We used to have to go and cut. So if I do things like this, then you've got three there. Yeah. We used they to have to go and cut and... And yeah, we have to go and cut and paste the question. So, anybody got any questions? 
can you can you put the click on see on the normal chat where it's people's names is there a little star there that you can highlight i don't see that no a gray star no not next no, to no, it's only me. oh that's good that's another update from Streamyard. i can now highlight the message and then they come up in a separate column rather than cut and paste it so anybody's got any questions begin it with a queue and then i will highlight them and then we can go through them have you got much longer so you're in a hurry to do anything stan uh no not really Oh, me neither. I didn't wake up. To, I woke up at four o'clock, six o'clock, and half past six. I went, oh, shit, I've got to get up and doing a show with Nikki in half hour. I've got school um, for a couple of hours, but other than that, nothing. You've got what? School? Oh, yeah, I'm doing some night classes. Oh, what are you doing? What's the uh, secret? I'm doing voiceover uh, coaching. I was hoping you say nude modelling. <laughs> That'd have been more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We're men in our 50s. What do we know about nude modelling? Again, at least you can probably see your toes. I have to keep a photo in my wallet of mine. Oh. Um, someone else asked, uh, there was something interesting along here. Uh, oh, D-Dubs says uh, hello to me and Stan. All right. That's good. Uh, oh, yeah, says, can Arsenal win the NFL? See, my Dolphins won one, lost seven in a row, and then won five in a row. Imagine that. That's, that's mental. I don't even know how that works. Um uh, here we go, diddly bong. Oh, here you go. Why are you asking about Michael Black and Tommy Black? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's my generation now, all my age. Oh, a little bit oh, younger than me, actually. Um, yeah, I've got your message, David. Uh, agreed with Stan to some extent. I don't... Oh, hiccup. I don't trust them to hire the, a quality manager, so we may as well stick with Mikel while he learns on the job. Uh, Nozar says, sadly, at the moment, that lot of the road is behaving like a big club. Yeah, they're also massively in debt. And if this gamble doesn't pay off, they are going to be knackered. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, the Everton fan, this result to kick us, start up us again. Uh, oh, David Masters, I genuinely believe that Stan will send our decent young players, sell our decent young players for top dollar. What do you think? He's just been fined $900 million, hasn't he? Have you heard about much of that living in Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around that, wasn't it? Seven hundred and eighty to nine hundred million uh, for reneging on some of the promises that he made with uh, moving the LA Rams. So, um, you know, is he going to want to make some money back quickly? It's a lot of money, right, to be paying out. How could he do voiceover work for someone else said for porn? How did he do voiceover work for pornography? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's the kind of level That's we've reached. German accent. That's <laughs> <laughs> the level we've stooped I've to. Come to your TV. Uh, have I got any other? Yeah, we mentioned the. Uh, we mentioned the goal. That's all. I only made about seven or eight notes. That's all of them. Um, all of them done. Uh, you got any notes you want to cover before? If I put a question in the chat, people, if you want anything answered, non-nude modelling related, obviously. You got any points you want to make from your, your notes that you made? No, it's basically everything, really. I mean, it was just rounded off. It was just, you know, the day for me, you know, my last note is, is just that Abamyang miss. Yeah. Which was just, you know, this kind of says it all where what's happening at the moment. Here we go. Arjit Jir says, oh, I might have got that right. Uh, how many more games for Mikel? Maybe Christmas. Is is there a point of the games coming up, Stan, that you can see well, a draw against Southampton would be acceptable, I suppose. 
if we, if, if we draw against Southampton, lose against West Ham, maybe draw away against Leeds, could you could you see something happening before Christmas, or are you sticking with your end of the season? I don't. I think that we've gone through some worse times that they could have pulled the trigger and they didn't. And I do think that they're looking at how far, you know, if we're going to be within touching distance to 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 your Europe place. I think it's going to hinge on that. As in Europa League or the Europa yeah, League? Yeah, that has to be the Europa League has to be the minimum requirement. Has to be. Hmm. David Masters, that was the question I was looking for. What time is the podcast on Wednesday? We're doing the podcasts live again. Now that all the hate raids, we found a way to block them. Um, we're having issues with that. Uh, it will be 7.30 live this Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. And it's going to be me, the pirate Chris and Chris Suburban Gooner. Um, so there you go. Uh, there was another... Oh, God, people are going mad. Right. I, Claudius, Stan. Is it too soon to talk about who takes over and who should it be? Well, who's really out there? That You know, it would have to be... You'd have to be dislodging somebody from where they already are, right? I don't think there's any... Is there anybody that's available that's not in work? Michael Loudrup. Alan Pardew. Oh, tactics, Tim. I was watching the 2015 FA Cup final again last night and uh, I noticed that when we scored our goals, Ozil didn't celebrate with anybody. Ramsey, after the second goal, Ramsey went to, up like that to double high-five Ozil and Ozil just turned like that and out, Ramsey put his hands down. I thought, you shit. Yeah, well, what so a game Sanchez had. Oh. Tells you everything you need to know. I've been, but I think it's a little bit... I think it's too soon to talk about who takes over. Yeah. But I mean... Who, who who's out there? I mean, that's my problem. I'm I'm useless at picking managers. I've never said who I want. I'm just getting think, to the point where I've I had think, enough of him. I think if I if 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 I was being forced into to a corner to have to pick a replacement, if that's what we were doing, then I was just about to say what formerly Noza said. There we go. Boy Ten Dio says, uh, oh. "Get out." Get Arteta out, get Jardim in. Who's my Jardim managing at the moment? I'll ask them. Computer, who is Jardim managing? See if it knows. Ten Hag from Ajax. Uh, Alex has no idea. Well, this one's called Computer. Uh, Da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. David Masters. January signings will determine our season this year. Uh, oh, Mr. Waffle said Rudy Garcia. Uh, Loki says thumbs up. Ten Hag says formerly Nozar. He looks like he's ready for a new channel. Uh, David says hit like, you freeloaders. Uh, I, Claudius, says Edu out too. Right, I'm going to go back to my questions in our new list. Uh, done that one. Um, ah, Connor English. Who would be your ideal manager if Arteta gets booted by Xmas? I think we, we'll ask the question, but we don't have an answer. Um, although Stan does like Ten Hag Carnage1618 on the Twitch what does Arteta need to do to stop the team re retreating when we take a lead that's a good luck with that Stan I don't really have an answer shoot more shout more he can't shout more can he he does all the shouting I don't know if it's any, I don't know if it's Arteta because as I said he says in his interviews that that's not an instruction he's given I think it's down to individuals on the team 
you know, pushing people forward and encouraging people not to sit back. Steve Bruce. <laughs> These idiots. Okay, there you got an answer there. Um, Liam says, would Mertesacker be a potential replacement for Arteta? Now he ha- how he has been getting on with the youngsters. Well, the, the kids are, I say kids, are under 23s now. They have had a really, really good season, but that's all mainly down to probably two or three players. It's going to be Balogun scoring 15 goals in 12 games. It's That means you're going to, but the best chance of winning every single game. And then also um, Charlie Patino has been magnificent. And uh, I think a couple of the um, Rekic, Rechik, Rechik. Oh, I hope he's not watching. I've mucked his name up. I, I you, just, um, yeah, if you're unhappy with Mikel Arteta because you believe that he doesn't have the experience to be manager at Arsenal, then neither does Per Mertesacker. We would just be really exchanging one, for, one thing for the same thing, if that makes any sense. True indeed. Question from Oh hello Bergy, what do you want? You don't speak English, mate. You've got nothing to say. My cat's new name his name is Bergy for Bert Burkamp. Just looks at me and says, Why have you given me such a stupid name for a cat? Matthew D'Souza says, if we had a best in class experienced football board had a best in class, sounds like Crufts, experienced football board, they would change the coach. Our board are shit scared of making a change. Thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, I know that Josh Cronkey has been kind of, to say he's in charge, I don't know he's having a, st- a leading hand on, on organising things like he did with the basketball team, where the basketball team, they got a young manager in. And they they did pretty good. I, don't, I can't remember what team it was. Was it um, Denver Nuggets? Hey, there we go. Uh, are they doing good at the moment? I don't know. I don't follow any. No, nor do I. Basketball's too squeaky for me. I can't cope with the squeaking and the whiplash of like that. But just to add on to that last question, I've always felt that the, when it comes to the board and Arteta, I think that Mikel Arteta is the project. That's a good point. Yeah, hoping that he's going to save them a fortune and also that he'll be in, they'll be in control of him because they say, well, we've made you a manager and you can't go demanding £200 million transfer kitty again. I mean, what do you have in the summer? 150 Something like that? Well, since or, he's been there, it's, like, it's about 220 isn't it, since he's been manager? I know exactly how much it is because part of my thing is £220 million on 10 players and he's made £49 million from sales and got 29 players out of the club at all levels. There you go. That's part of what's going to come on Wednesday's podcast. Um, yeah, so they're scared of making changes. I just think they're apathetic about it. They've got bigger things to worry about. Um, until Arsenal join the NFL, I don't think there's going to be any real interest in fixing things, oh, nuggets. Uh, basketball is boring. Ah, Noza says Sam Allardyce. He's always available. It's very true. Um, uh, I Claudius is Galtier realistic. Chris is a big fan of his and made a good case for him. But I think he took a new job in the summer. I uh, Claudius, let's take that for Wednesday. Chris will be on. He's ninety percent certain. So uh, there we go. If he's not going to be on, there's going to be me and Suburban Guna Chris having a, having a, a giggle. Um, chicken nuggets, more relevant tonight. Wow, that's uh, that's very apt. I like that, Loki. All right, I think we're all done. We can end it on that that wonderful thing from Loki, chicken nuggets. 
they're not finger licking good and uh we're done anything else you want to mention stan before we go not really thanks for having me on enjoyed uh chatting with you just wish it was under uh better circumstances it, n- it nearly was where can people find you on the twitters and where can they find you podcasting you can find me on twitter at stan underscore the underscore man 68 and on tuesdays tomorrow evening you can catch me and the lads on the same old arsenal usa podcast which is seven o'clock pst time my time and on thursdays but not this thursday because i'm working you can catch me on the Arsenal Fan Circle, which usually starts around 5.40 PST time. And also, will you be doing any more shows with Tanner? I know that um, he does the same old Arsenal USA, but he has his um, bearded Gooner media, doesn't he? Yeah, you might find me popping up uh, before the next game if it's at a, a reasonable hour and I don't have to climb out of bed. And you, Or you might find me on one of his after shows as well. So Yes. Um, Subscribe to uh, BG Media on YouTube and uh, you can always catch what we're up to over there. And subscribe to Fan Circle and Same Old Arsenal USA. I watch all of those shows and I've been on all of them. They're all very good. Uh, David Master says goodbye and lots of numbers. Great show. Thanks for the effort. Nosa says thanks, but I think I'm going to end it on Nosa's previous comment. Carpenter out. What better way to end a show? Thank you very much, everybody. If you've enjoyed the show, give it a thumbs up. If you haven't, go to the Gooners pod, give them a thumbs down. Subscribe, because we've been on 7,000 subscribers for about three years now. And we will be back on Wednesday. And, oh, yes, we will. And then we'll be back on Saturday as well for the Southampton game. I say Saturday. I've got no real idea. I'm waffling now. So I'm going to just click on that, and then this, and then that. And uh, we will see you later. Goodbye. See you later. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.